Okay, so welcome back to the Flushing It podcast. I'm joined today by Nathan Kimsey, who's a member of my um, home club and lost in the playoff last night on the PJ Tour. Uh, so, Nathan, how are you, mate? Have you had any sleep? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm running on pretty much zero sleep uh, today, but um, no, I'm, uh, I'm feeling all right. I'm doing all right. I'm managing it. So, Yeah, good man. It was uh, a crazy round. It's, I saw that you, you only had four bogeys for the week um, over the 72 holes and um, obviously a bogey free 64 yesterday. Um, can you talk us a little bit through that? Like, how? I mean, how good did that feel to go out and do that under that much pressure? Yeah, it was it was good. I actually, um, I actually felt like quite weirdly calm. I think really, like like all the all day. I sort of, I think just I I had like plenty of time in the morning just to kind of just wake up and be chill. I wasn't in a rush. I had, you know I was just sort of taking everything pretty steady and made sure I had enough time for like my warm up and that. So I was never in like a rush. Um, yeah, felt, felt pretty good. Really. I knew my game was in a good place and, um, yeah, just was saying to myself, like I knew obviously just, you know, the scoring was low. So you had to go out and make some birdies. So, um, yeah, just saying to myself to, you know, keep my foot to the floor and just trying to, you know, keep in touch with the leaders as much as I could. And, um, you know, kind of just prolong my chances into the back nine and, yeah, managed to just put together a really nice round and, and get myself into a playoff. So, yeah, it was, it was a good day. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, I wasn't really brought into these co-sanctioned events. didn't have a lot of interest in them. And then suddenly when I saw you were doing so well during the week, I was glued to it last night. It's um, really good to see. Uh, so what's the... um On the PJ Tour, the scoring was obviously very low yesterday and it's quite different to sort of the same golf that you play in on the European tour. Um, can you talk us a little bit through that? Like, is there a different mentality when you know you've got to have, uh, shoot loads of birdies on the back nine coming in? Um, yeah, I think a little bit of it is mentality. I think um, I think it's sort of similar to um, kind of how Challenge Tour used to be a little bit, um, where the, the setups were were a lot a lot easier. So you had the mentality of like, you know, people were going to play aggressive. So you knew the scoring was going to be low. So it kind of forced you into playing aggressive yourself. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's definitely something to that kind of mentality of like knowing you need to go out there and keep pushing because other people are. Um, I think we, I was actually speaking to it with my caddy like halfway around yesterday where um, we kind of have a lot in Europe where like Saturday, like pin positions are normally sort of, fairly friendly i would say for the most part and so like you know kind of moving day and you kind of get your score on a saturday and then sundays normally you know majority of the pins are kind of like the hardest ones on, on each green um but like playing yesterday it was almost like the two days were flipped it was almost like saturday was like a lot of the harder pins and then the sunday there was quite a lot of front pins there was quite a lot of uh pins that were in like little collection areas or kind of little flat sections of green and things and um so I actually felt like the course was set up for like for scoring yesterday more than more than earlier in the week. So um yeah, it was just a case of just yeah, just going out and knowing you needed to make a score and uh, and just trying to keep keep that score moving forward, really. Of course. Um so that's uh it's your biggest I think it's your biggest payday ever, is that right? It was about four hundred K you won. <laughs> yeah, by uh by quite a quite a little way, I think. Quite a long way. <laughs> Off is the top just... of my head, yeah. Do you do do you think about the money at all when you come on the stretch? Is it all purely about just making a score? Uh, yeah. To be honest, for me, it's just purely purely the score. Um, uh, and if if anything, it's just it's just like finishing position, and you 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 know what that means in terms of you know there's more money on offer. But 
I, I kind of I, I tend to look at it more in terms of like points as well, like rather than actual money. Like you know, I'm I'm looking at it in terms of like order of merit points or um, you know rankings points and things as opposed to the actual money money that you're getting. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm I'm always one to just go out and and try and finish as high as I possibly possibly can in the tournament, wherever that's going to be. So um, you know, and obviously when you're 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 finishing high up there in in uh in big events you know the the check's going to be um you know quite nice looking uh when you get it but um yeah it's just it's just trying to literally play the best golf i can and shoot the lowest score and, and see where that gets me really yeah and a win yesterday would have got you your pj tour card um was that something that crossed your mind at all were you like focused solely on the win at all or, or was it just sort of you know just see what happens um yeah kind of see what happens really i mean yeah most of the day obviously as I started, I think three back, and um, yeah, knew the knew obviously there was there was a lot of uh, you know the scoring was kind of reasonably bunched. So um, you know, I think I uh, you know I kind of started off fairly well, and and I was looking at the the leaderboard after four or five holes, and um, you know, it was a case of I think I started the day fifth, and if I'd have been level par through six holes, I would have been twentieth at that point wow. or something. It was like right. You know, so you knew the scoring was going to be low. So it's just kind of, like I said, going out there and, and just trying to make birdies and kind of uh, keep within touching distance. And, um, and yeah, hopefully uh, at some point during the round, you'd you'd have a chance, like, sort of coming down to, down the stretch. And, uh, yeah, like, thankfully, I managed to keep it going and, and get myself in there with a shout. Yeah, good man. So you're playing this week again on the PJ Tour. Is there... um? Is there something that you need to achieve this week in order to get your special temporary status at all? Um, yeah, so I've actually, like, obviously this kind of last night and this morning actually been just trying to, like, dig around, trying to find as much information as we can and uh, about about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so so from what I've gathered so far, the, the threshold for gaining special uh, temporary membership is uh, 175 points three points or something FedEx cut points um and I I earned 165 yesterday so um yeah obviously I'm I'm pretty close to that uh that threshold of of gaining that membership for uh for the re remainder of the year so um yeah if I can have another solid week this week um you know obviously again like I'm I'm, I'm going out there to try and win the tournament first and foremost but um yeah if I can go and have a a, a pretty solid finish again then uh, it could mean I'm I'm uh, able to have some opportunities to play out here the rest of the season. So, um, you know, that was another big thing from yesterday about just trying to trying to maximise my finishing position from from yesterday and turning you know you sort of you turn a solo second to you know a, a fifth or a sixth or an eighth or something. You know, still a great week, but um, you know those points drop down pretty quickly. So um, you know, yeah, it's it's put me right on the cusp of of potentially earning some more starts out here if, if I, uh, if I choose to do so and go that route the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, it's given me a lot to play for, um, uh, this week for sure. Yeah. Just, just go out and win it, mate. And then you'll be sorted. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's the thing. And then you got your, your full membership anyway, and then you don't have to worry about all this other stuff, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah exactly. uh, that, that, that'd be nice. Yeah, for sure. And then it just wraps it up nice and easily, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, obviously, if you got your PJ Tour card, I assume you'd take it up straight away and just just play the rest of the season in the states. 
Uh, yeah, obviously, if 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 I uh, you know if I won this week, then you get your exemption through uh, through the end of twenty four, I believe. So um, yeah, um, but you know, bar coming back, and you know, obviously, I'd come back and play Wentworth and 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 events like that, obviously. But um, uh, and obviously, still try and maximize my position on the race to Dubai to to try and make it to you know um, you know uh, race to Dubai. Uh, world championship at the end of the year as well um but yeah you'd obviously uh you'd take the opportunity to play out here as as, as much as you could and uh um yeah spend some time out here and uh yeah see what see what life's like on the pga tour yeah it's cool it's, it's it must be quite a, a daunting prospect though because obviously you've planned your season to be playing in europe and i assume migrating from home and then suddenly to sort of have the opportunity to go and play in the states like every week um is what's that transition like because it's obviously quite a, a quick thing and it's it's a big change yeah i mean like obviously you know that that the, the last you know kind of 12 or 15 hours obviously it's kind of you know everything's a bit up in the air because um you know we're obviously looking into you know with the summer break coming up after uh on on dp world tour after this week um you know the the general plan was obviously to play these two events and go home and have a have a few weeks off whereas um obviously out here they've got two more regular season events before the playoffs so uh you know we're kind of looking at the situation around the special temporary and uh applying for invites for the next two weeks and looking at um monday uh monday qualifier like eligibilities and, and regulations and logistics and stuff around those to, to see if we can uh uh make it in time to play monday qualifiers next week just in case you know, I don't get an invite or, or things like that. Just seeing seeing what we can do and what opportunities we can create. So, um, yeah, it's kind of uh, a bit of a bit all up in the air at the moment, and just trying to figure things out while it you know kind of settles from yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's kind of yeah, changed changed a lot quite quickly, and all, all of a sudden you're yeah you're coming off of Challenge Tour and and kind of you know getting your card back for the first time, and now suddenly you're talking about playing PGA Tour events. <laughs> you know, uh, yep. you know, a bit more consistently. So yeah, it's kind of, it goes, it goes a bit crazy pretty quickly. Like if you have some good results, so, but it's a, it's a nice problem to have for sure. Yeah, it's definitely is a lot of work for your manager, but like you say, it's a nice problem to have. Um, I mean, as you talk about the challenge tour, it's, it's been an incredible rise for you really. Cause um, last year you were playing on the challenge tour and you won the grand final to win the, um, uh, was it race to Mallorca? Road to Mallorca. Yeah. Road, road to Mallorca. Mallorca yeah. Yeah, so you got your playing rights and then um, you had a good start to the season. I don't think you missed a cut until you got injured. Um, and yeah, then you obviously right. you had to take a, a few weeks out. Um, what was that like? Because, you know, when you're playing well and suddenly you have to stop playing and you're only in your first season back on tour, like, is that a real, does that hit you in the guts? Is that like a real big disappointment when you get an injury like that? Yeah, it was obviously, it was obviously tough. And, um, you know, because I'd been, uh, playing so well, obviously from from last year into this new season, and um, you know it it felt, you know it felt like I was able to keep the ball rolling, you know, kind of week in week out, really. Like you know, my game was in good shape, and I was going from one event to the next, kind of pretty confident, and um, you know, kind of had, you know, no immediate worries about thinking about keeping my card or anything. It was kind of you know I'd put you know put a fair amount of points up early doors, so. Um, you know, it was kind of, it just seemed like, yeah, you just keep things rolling like week on week. And then, yeah, you suddenly have a, a fair chunk of time out and you start missing a lot of events and you see yourself tumbling down the rankings and, um, you know, and then 
you know, you start worrying about, you know, trying to find your game again when you come back and, you know, what's the, what's the rehab going to be like? How's it going to hold up? Um, you know, when you get back playing full time again and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was definitely tough at times, like you know, at being off and, um, yeah, kind of not being able to, uh, to do anything about my, you know, sort of position on the rankings and things. But, um, yeah, obviously I, I did everything I could to, to get back fit and thankfully it's, it's all held up pretty well so far and yeah, managed to have a, you know, a great couple of weeks this week, uh, the week just gone and obviously in Denmark the week before as well. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, thankfully I've managed to find, find that form again pretty, pretty quick and, um, you know, get back to it. That's been amazing how quickly you've come back to form with the, uh, was it T10 in Himalayans and then obviously the just losing out in the playoff last week on the PGA Tour. Um, did you get much time to actually like grind on your game when you're rehabbing or was it, was it all just purely sort of getting yourself healthy again? Yeah, mainly just get myself healthy again, to be honest. I obviously had like a, a kind of structure in place, uh, like a hitting plan with, with how many balls I was allowed to hit and, and what clubs I was allowed to hit. So, I mean, for... Um, you know, for the first kind of three weeks of, of kind of practicing through four weeks, maybe of, of practicing again after, uh, uh, um, you know, after I got the all clear to start again, it was, it was purely just hitting, hitting targets as far as, you know, ball counts and, and, and sort of working my way up through the bag. So, um, it wasn't really until maybe a week, week or 10 days before the British masters, which my, which was my first week back, um, that I was able to really, you know, put in any kind of like practice sessions as I would, you know, sort of phrase it where I was actually working on anything. And he, even then, like, even now I'm still on like a, a kind of a rough like ball limit in terms of how much I can, you know, how many balls I can hit in practice and stuff just to, just to make sure I'm taking it easy. So, um, you know, I've definitely, definitely wasn't able to, to do all I wanted to do, but, you know, managed to uh, obviously get my, get my swing and technique and everything across the board in a, a fairly good place where, um, you know, obviously getting back out with a scorecard in my hand has kind of sharpened me up a little bit and yeah, managed to obviously, um, you know, put a couple of really good results in uh, pretty much straight off the bat, which has been nice. Yeah. Good man. So, so what goes into a standard practice day for you is, is there like a set routine? Do you have a certain amount of time on short game and, and long game and then a bit on the course? Um, is that something um, you do similar every time? No, it kind of varies for me, really. Um, so I kind of, I generally kind of um, do a lot of one thing, like on a certain day and kind of just kind of keep tabs on other things. So I'll kind of, I might have a day where, you know, I'm doing a lot more long game stuff and I'll I'll kind of work through some technique. I'll work through some like performance stuff, some uh, drills, challenges, things like that. And I'll kind of spend a lot of time like hitting and then, you know, I do a little bit of putting or chipping or something as well, just to kind of keep on top of things. And then, you know, uh, you know, I do do similar the other way around in terms of, you know, focus on other parts of the game and kind of um, not not trying to spread myself too thin and trying to do it like everything all in one day, you know. So um, it just depends like what, you know, where where certain things in my game are at the time. You know, I, obviously I'm quite quite kind of stats driven so you know we'll always keep an eye on kind of what areas of my game um kind of need a little bit of propping up or a little bit of extra work or, or trying to keep the things that are really good um you know really really sort of top top class kind of thing so uh always trying to work on those parts of the game that you're really good at just to keep them uh really sharp as well so 
you know, it'll kind of change week to week. There'll be certain certain yardages or, or certain areas that, um, you know, I might be struggling with and I'll, uh, you know, I'll be a bit more picky uh, with spending a little bit more time on those. So it just kind of varies day to day, really. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's, your career has been, um, to me, has been a, a fascinating ride, really, because you had a re- quite a good amateur career and um, you won the McAvoy in 2011, I think that's right. Were you 18 at the time? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I, I just was reading up, actually, and I didn't realise that when you played in the Home Internationals in 2013, you were the first English player in 15 years to win all six matches. That's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I think, was that was that 20, 2012? I think that might have been 2012. 2012, okay. Yeah, yeah I think 2012, I think... T- yeah, 2013. I think um, I went went over and played USM, so I didn't play home in that year. But um, but yeah, that was like you know that was the first time I think I'd played for the men's squad um, <laughs> at all that that time. And um, you know it was it was kind of uh, you know we I was at start I started the week getting put out sort of towards the end of end of uh, you know the groupings and stuff. You know I was kind of match four out of five in the foursomes and match, you know, eight or nine out of 12 or, or 10 or something in the singles. And then obviously the managers are looking at me like through, <laughs> through two days going, oh, I keeps winning. He keeps winning. So I think I ended up rolling them out. <laughs> I think the, I think the last day, I think, um, uh, me and Callum Shinkwin ended up going out first in the foursomes because we'd obviously won both our games. And I think I was like second or third out in the singles by the end of the week. Um, you know, so uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we uh, we we didn't get the win as it was a as a team. But um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool week to to go and uh, win every game. Yeah, for sure for me. Yes, yeah, so I imagine there was like the times of your life. It's county golf and um, playing sort of junior national stuff for me was um, some of my best memories of golf, really. So I can imagine how cool that was. But um, yeah, so you, you turned pro and you were on a challenge tour for two years, and but you dropped down to the Euro Pro in two thousand sixteen. Um, yeah. You then won the Q school and you went through every stage to actually yeah, win it and get European tour card that year. Um, when you sort of suffered those bitters, does it make the sweet like even more sweeter? Do you know yeah, what I mean? I think, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think obviously in terms of obviously having my card before, I think, um, you know, I, I just kind of had like a great couple of weeks. You know, I'd not even played. I played, like you say, I played Euro Pro that year, and I'd not even played very well on there. Um, and just kind of happened to to turn up and have a few a few good weeks at the right time in you know in October November at Q School, and it was kind of yeah, just sort of thrown into the fire of having a having a tour card. So I was I was kind of very very underprepared for being out on tour, and you know we kind of used kind of use that like experience to kind of learn from in in a sense like for you know obviously when I got my card back again and kind of you know things I I didn't do so well like obviously I can I can you know learn from but it was almost like I was I was so unprepared for it that it was almost where we like me and my coaches and stuff we don't really even like reference reference certain events or anything like you know we look at like you know if we're trying to pick a schedule and what events do you like or what venues do you like and I was like well I just played bad pretty much the whole year so so none of them did back then but um you know so it's kind of like you look back and yeah it's kind of you come through some tough times so it's nice to kind of you know the last side you know year 18 months where I played some kind of consistently good golf like week in week out um 
you know, it's nice to have felt like I've got to a stage where, um, you know, I've managed to kind of get some consistency in my game and, and actually be able to, um, you know, make some improvements and make some, uh, you know, uh, you know, have some good, re good results consistently. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely learning experiences like early in your career and, um, yeah, you just kind of take from what you can and then, uh, just try and move on, <laughs> move on from them really. Yeah, of course. And it's um, a lot of people don't realise really what sort of being a journeyman pro is like, because certainly if you've only had a European tour card sort of once in the first 10 years of being a pro, it's, does it feel like you're just blowing through cash all the time? Because I imagine it's pretty expensive travelling the world playing these golf tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, um, I was kind of lucky in a way, like obviously have, having that year on tour, although, although obviously I, I didn't keep my card and I wasn't particularly close to, to keeping it either. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, monetary value, I actually, you know, I actually earned a bit of, you know, a, a, a fair bit of profit that year, um, you know, uh, just in terms of like bank balance. So then, you know, that kind of propped me up really for the next uh, three or four years after that of playing Challenge Tour and kind of through COVID and stuff. So, um, you know, I managed to do okay enough on Challenge Tour where I was give or take breaking even roughly. Um you know those years so i kind of had that comfort blanket of of kind of having having a bit of money um kind of saved away from from that year i did play on tour so um you know that year was very helpful for me in 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 a weird way so um you know it definitely allowed me to um you know invest in myself over the you know the last like 3 4 years and 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 make sure i'm seeing the right people doing the right things and uh and not having to worry too much about um, the money side of things. So, um, you know, it is, it is tough sometimes playing challenge tour like year in, year out. Cause yeah, like you say, if you're, if you're not finishing sort of top tens, you're, you're, you're pretty much effectively losing money most weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so it is a tough grind and you see like, I'm, you know, I'm turned 30 this year. So I, you know, the last couple of years, especially with kind of COVID and that, you know, a few years ago, kind of getting to that stage where I have a lot of guys that I've grown up with uh, playing amateur golf or, or early pro golf who are similar age, um, who maybe, you know, weren't so lucky in, in getting a, a card for one year or, or maybe just didn't have some sponsors, sponsorship help. You know, they're really struggling. And, uh, you know, a lot of people um, that I know have now, you know, last few years have gone into doing their PGA or have had to do something else com uh, completely um into like yeah completely different so um you know sort of getting to that age where um you know it's a little bit make or break so um yeah obviously for me it's uh you know i'm just grateful that i've managed to kind of figure things out the last sort of two years and and then kind of um start moving back upwards through the ranks again and then yeah obviously giving myself the opportunity to uh to uh earn some money and and, and keep playing this game really yeah, when you see a guy like, say, Brooks Kepka, who's come from the Challenge Tour, like played in India and Kazakhstan and places like that, and he's now a five-time major winner, does that, does that give you motivation and sort of inspiration that you can um, also achieve those sort of things? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I look at guys as well, like, you know, guys who I was in teams with for England. You know, I played a lot with, um, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick, um, Callum Shinquin, Jordan Smith um you know guys who have who've gone out and obviously you know won on tour and in terms of you know Matt obviously has you know won a major played Ryder Cups um you know so although obviously all our careers have gone completely different uh paths you know you kind of look back and you sort of go okay well 
you know, at one point or another, we were, we were pretty similar. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no reason why, you know, I can't figure things out and, and sort of, uh, you know, chase them back up again and get back to their level. So, um, you know, and I've managed to kind of, you know, somewhat part way kind of do, do some of that the last couple of years. So, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to just keep, keep making more steps and, uh, yeah, just keep playing bigger and better events and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just taking any opportunities I can get. Yeah, that's such a, um, I think every decent player that was good as a junior gets in that stage where they look around at people that have won on tour or have won majors and think, I used to be able to beat them when I was a kid. It's, uh, yeah. it's such a strange feeling, isn't it? It's, um, but you're, you're coming into your peak years now in your 30s, so like hopefully you can yeah really push on from where you are at the moment. Um, so what I wanted to ask you was I noticed on social media that the uh, the European Tour official accounts hadn't posted a single thing about you uh, getting in the playoff. Is that something you noticed? Um, I, d- I wouldn't say I was, um, you know, keeping proper track of it. I kind of, I do like, you know, I do use socials and I do kind of scroll through and stuff, but I wouldn't say I was, uh, you know, keeping track all week of stuff. But um I did, I did kind of notice kind of through the week that there didn't seem to be, we're seeing, we're kind of getting, some of us are getting uh, tagged in tweets from the PGA Tour accounts and, um, you know, they were showing uh, coverage of, of the Barbasol and, and and stuff like that. And obviously alongside they were showing the, the Scottish and things as well. Um, but I did sort of like, you know, roughly kind of notice that, um, yeah, the kind of DP World Tour uh, accounts didn't seem to really be... Uh, following it as much but um you know obviously it's a big big event in scotland and and the rolex series and you've got like a lot of the best players in the world um you know playing that event um so that's obviously the 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 main draw uh for last week and obviously this week it'll be the same again with the open but um you know it it did kind of come across my mind a little bit that it didn't seem to be uh uh, posted uh about a lot the uh the, the barbasol last week yeah, it is, it is noticeable just as a fan of the European Tour that they don't seem to uh, promote their own members as much as they do sometimes the PGA Tour players, which is which are not members of the Tour. It's uh, quite a fascinating thing to see. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't go unnoticed by the membership as well. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from that so I don't get you in trouble. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so obviously heading into this week, you've, you said you travelled overnight. Um, you got there today. Have you, have you seen the golf course at all? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't been out there. I've I've seen uh, obviously seen some pictures and heard some things from from guys who've played uh, played previously last year. Obviously, when the when the co-sanction began, um, you know, ha- had a flick through the yardage book just to kind of get an idea of of, of things. And um, but um, yeah, obviously we're just kind of yeah traveling this morning and obviously a late late finish and uh, not a lot of sleep last night so I just uh yeah kind of went up to the club and just got got registered and got things sorted but um yeah just come back and uh sort of chill and unpack the rest of the day and then uh yeah go play tomorrow and, and check it all out and uh yeah start getting prepped for for Thursday yeah do, do you have um many duties to like fulfill after a good week last week is there do you have to like speak to any media or have you got to play in the pro-am or anything like that um, no, I haven't, I haven't had anything so far. So, um, the pro programs are generally, um, you know, the most recent winners and then, and then the kind of highest ranked guys on the, on the category list. So, um, you know, cause this field's a little bit, 
I did I did play the the pro am last week, um, but because the field's a lot stronger uh, this week, we've obviously guys who played Scottish last week but aren't playing the Open coming across. Um, I'm not playing the pro am, and um, as yet, I haven't had any any requests for media or anything like that. Um, you know, but we'll we'll see. Right. Uh, when we go back up there tomorrow, whether uh, anyone wants any of my time, but um, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, sort of plan plan my days as usual and uh, and get what prep I need to get done, and then uh, yeah, if anyone uh, fancies pulling me for a chat, um, then uh, yeah, they're more than welcome to. Yeah, nice one. Um, so you you grew up playing at Woodall Spa. Um, what brought you down south? Because now you remember at Stoneham. Is it just yeah. nicer down? <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean it was just like so I, I i was still still living in woodall when um when i turned pro and it was just kind of um i started seeing my current or one of my current coaches humar uh shortly after i turned pro who's based um uh in surrey like south london so um that was always a bit of a trek to get down and see him and then obviously traveling from lincolnshire to the airports and stuff obviously uh week in week out as a pro that was uh always a bit taxing and i sort of generally had to start spending you know three or four weeks in a row uh you know completely on the road uh without sort of even coming back for a night or two at any point you know just because logistically it was it was too much of an effort so uh it was just getting a bit draining so um i kind of moved a little bit further south for a little period and um I was kind of around Hertfordshire, Cambridgeshire for a little while. And then um, my uh, my best friend who I grew up with went down to South Southampton Uni uh, and stayed down there ever since. Um, so I was always kind of making trips down down there to come visit and stuff anyway. And uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, just kind of I got to the end of uh, a rental agreement and on a, on a flat and so did he. And we were just sort of chatting and, you know, I'd kind of bounced around a bit anyway. So I didn't really have a specific base. So we were just kind of like, you know, kind of said, screw it. And, and we sort of, you know, literally, uh, you know, uh, found a, found a flat to rent within, you know, a week or two. And I was, I was packed up and moving and then, yeah, managed to, um, get hooked up at Stoneham and, um, yeah, like it's been great down there ever since. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's a great club. It's, there's just so many good players there. It's, um, it's cool to have you part of the WhatsApp chat, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun uh, following following along with all the uh, the goings on when I'm away and just popping up and you know just uh, yeah just kind of lurking and watching watching the comments yeah. and watching the uh, <laughs> the casual the casual abuse at times. <laughs> it's nonstop. Um, I'm gonna to be honest, mate. I've, you need your rest, so I'm gonna let you get away in a minute. But I've, I can't, as I've got you on, I kind of ask, have to ask you these questions. Um, with the the live stuff going on and the merger and and all that kind of thing, if, have you heard much at all from the leadership about what this means for you and the DP World Tour? Um, we had we had a players meeting at uh, the British Masters a couple of weeks ago, so um, you know, I attended that, and obviously Keith, um uh you know spoke spoke for a little while and kind of outlined a lot of um a lot of the points about what was happening uh as much as he could and obviously took some questions um i think there's still obviously a lot a lot that's up in the air that you know a lot of us don't really know what's happening um you know kind of on all sides really whether it's players or leadership from from any of the tours there's obviously a lot of stuff happening legally as well which you know I don't really know the, all the ins and outs of um you know I, I've 
I've kind of said all along, like whenever I've been asked about stuff or thought about stuff myself is I can, I can only play in the events that I'm exempt into and, and do as well as I can into in, in, in those to, to move up, uh, move up levels, you know, um, you know, in the world of golf, wherever that might be. So, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned right now, I'm just kind of, uh, you know, playing golf where I can and, and hopefully playing some good golf and, uh, yeah, however things end up shaking out, you know, is, is, is not up to me at the end of the day. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully have a better idea later in the year where where things stand for for years going forward but um yeah hopefully it just all uh wh- whatever way it shakes out it, it benefits the game of golf um you know and it, it makes it a better better game better better for the players for the fans for everyone moving forward and um yeah you know that's that's all that i think anyone can really ask um, yeah it was the mateship it's um at the end of the day, if everyone comes together and moves forward uh, peacefully, that's a good thing. Um, Keith was saying that he, I mean, early the year, they was they were supposed to be dropping the schedule with the Scottish Open. Um, but I don't know, I didn't hear why, but that didn't seem to happen. Did you hear anything about that? Is that just been postponed a few weeks or do they just not um, know? Yeah, I think as far as I know, it's just been pushed back a little bit um, just because of obviously, you know, that, that, that kind of... Um, plan was made before any of this uh this kind of agreement uh framework was in place so um yeah i believe they've just given themselves like a little bit of um uh, a little bit more leeway as as uh as far as time goes just to uh maybe coordinate a few things between between the the tours and the the organizations and stuff and maybe kind of put together a little bit more of a cohesive schedule for for 2024 um but yeah hopefully we should be seeing uh seeing something fairly soon i believe um you know in terms of some kind of schedule for the dp world um yeah for next season so uh yeah be looking forward to that and seeing uh seeing what we've got to uh to to play on next year yeah have you heard any rumors of like dramatic changes or anything because i heard a couple of rumors like potentially the bmw is going to be co-sanctions have you heard anything like that um there's always stuff floating around but it's kind of you know there's always it, it, you never know what to believe with like tour gossip and stuff you know like uh some some of it's legit some of it's just uh guys having fun with a few comments or or whatever or just kind of putting their thoughts across as actual you know fact but um you know there, there's little rumblings of stuff going on as far as i'm aware i think next year's schedule isn't going to be massively different from what it is right now um but as I as I said, I don't really know the whole ins and outs of everything that's going on. So um, you know, I'll I'll look forward to uh, seeing it released as as much as you guys will. So uh, we'll we'll see see what comes out. Hopefully, in uh, you know a, sh- a short short period of time. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to uh, yeah just seeing what I've I've got to play in next year. Yeah, good man. Um, well, I'll let you get away in it, mate, because I know you need some rest ahead of a big week. Um, just make sure you go and uh, play well again and, and get that W. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, mate, one better. That would be really nice, yeah. It would be a good good couple of weeks out here. Yeah, nice one. Thanks for your time, buddy. I appreciate it. All the best this week. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate.